podcast you're here for another episode with nikki t and johnny g back again this week john thanks for uh, coming back on yeah thanks for having me absolutely two weeks in a row yeah it's exciting yeah <laughs> so uh first of all i'd like to thank all of you guys for for tuning in and listening and just again if you uh if you're listening to this please make sure you're subscribing to the podcast on whatever form of media you're listening and uh, if you could give us a, a review or a rating, if you enjoy the podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Um, it really helps us to get the podcast out there to more people and to, you know, just get it out there so the people know that you guys are enjoying it. So thanks for that in advance. And uh, so for this episode, we're actually going to talk about the front row lifestyle and our first time in the pit and then experiences in the pit from there. So John and I went to our first show together in the pit and it was uh it was back in 2013 and i'm gonna let john kind of give you guys a brief introduction on the show and how kind of we got there and then you know i'll talk about it from there as well so john if you could do that for us yeah uh 2013 kenny chesney was doing a stadium tour and you know we've gone to this a couple times before and uh this year he was coming with eric church eli young band and casey musgraves and talking with another friend of ours who always goes and does the sandbar tickets uh, he's like man this is the show you need to be up front for and nick and i you know eric church is you know one of our favorites kenny chesney's another one of our favorites um so we're like i don't know do we do it do we not do it and you know at that time we were going to shows and spending you know 30 bucks to get into a show you know under 100 bucks and, you know, sandbar tickets are like 250 bucks. So we're like, I don't know. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, <laughs> yeah. So at this time, John's still in Chicago, lives there, comes back relatively frequently a couple times a year. So I was like, John, you got to come back. Ruby, who at this time uh, was my roommate, uh, my buddy Ruby, great guy, probably one of the rowdiest dudes that John or I both have ever met. <laughs> yeah that's for sure <laughs> i'm sure you guys will you'll see or hear from him at some point through, through our escapades but uh we were there and he had been going to the sandbar for a few years and man we we just never thought about spending 250 dollars on tickets before it just seemed like such a crazy amount of money and it still does to this day <laughs> you know compared <laughs> to a 30 or a 50 dollar ticket it's a lot of money but it was something that we decided to splurge on and man, did it change our trajectory of, uh, of, of shows. So yeah, that year was great. It was, so the year before Kenny had, uh, Tim McGraw out with them, amazing tour, brothers of the sun tour. And then 2013 Eric church. And at that point, Eric church was my favorite artist already that, you know, and it was like, so when he was coming with Kenny, it was just like, wow, let's talk about like that, that show and just no shoes nation and, and Kenny too. It's almost more of an event than it is even a concert. It's it's crazy. It's 
and John and I had talked about this before. It's almost like the modern day Jimmy Buffett shows, you know, like our parents had Jimmy Buffett and that's like their thing, the parrot heads and no shoes nation is the new parrot heads kind of. So it's a, it's, it's an event every year here in Pittsburgh as well as everywhere that they go, you know, Boston, other huge cities always have crazy killer turnouts for it. And uh, it's just, it's always a really big party. And we had kind of more focused on the partying side of it as opposed to the music side of it when we went to this event. But as you get older, you start to enjoy some different things. Yeah, the, the tailgating is, is just insane. People show up as soon as the parking lot's open. They set up shop. They're there all day partying. You know, everyone's got their speakers set up, blaring Kenny music, and just having a, a hell of a time. And a lot of people just go the tailgate they don't even go into the show or they sit outside and listen to the show from the outside yeah it's definitely a spectacle and uh the local news loves to cover it (laughs) because the the venues where there's usually shows that are that big are amphitheaters and they're kind of out of the way they're not necessarily downtown at least in our area so you don't hear about the chaos and the traffic and stuff like that as much as you do when it's in downtown of the city where you're at or in a, you know, at least a highly publicized area of a stadium where they're used to having news crews and stuff go to. So in my heart and in my head, I mean, it's in the middle of summer. So of course things are going to get a little bit rowdier in the middle of summer than for like a a fall sports game, right? At least in the North, just because the sun's blaring, everybody's hotter. So of course you're, you're consuming more beverage because of that. (laughs) But, uh, Right, and it's hot, and you're sweating, and you're getting dehydrated yeah, on top of yeah. that. So it's definitely that, and you have that party atmosphere, like we talked about of No Shoes Nation. Um, just everybody's out there trying to have a good time, and sometimes, of course, people overdo it. Uh, we've been known to do that from time to time as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once, once or twice. <laughs> so we understand that, but the one, like the thing that I think that really like hit home with that show, and with other shows from there forward is the experience of what the pit means to you as a music fan, right? So you're there and you're so close. You're close enough where it's basically like you're being at a club show, but you also behind that have 30 to 50,000 people who are singing all the words, knowing every part of the song. And then also the people that are in the pit, the people that are in the sandbar or for whatever show you're in, um, you know, are the diehard fans. They're the people that we as people at Rage Rowdy relate to the most. They're the people that are so into the uh, the music that they're there and they're just giving it everything they have and the, singing every word back to the people. So I think that's one of the things that kind of makes it a, a little bit of a changing experience. And then, John, let's talk about some of the other shows that we were at after Kenny and uh, just like some of the other shows that we saw in the pit kind of helped create our, our love for, you know, being in the pit and being as close as possible at shows. Yeah. As you said, Eric Church, he's one of our favorite artists. So anytime he's in town, you know, I usually see him out here in the pit and I come back to Pittsburgh and see him in yeah. the pit there too. Um, I think the first time we saw him, because once, once we did that Kenny show, we were like, man, this is how we need to do every show. Um, so we went on a, <laughs> on a tangent. I was coming back, you know, for almost every show we could get yeah. pit tickets for. Um, I think that church show, 
Uh, Dwight Yoakam opened up for him, which, you know, growing up with Dwight, it, it's awesome to see him on stage. Yeah, it's it's almost like specifically with the artists that are your favorite artists and maybe you saw in clubs at some point or maybe you didn't even know them then, but, you know, you fell in love with them later. It's a chance to be in that club atmosphere that we all as country music fans love and as country music fans just just crave more of it's it's almost like when an artist gets too big to play those intimate venues you almost have like a place in your heart where you wish they were just you want them to have so much success but you just wish that they'd be back playing those small venues so you could see them again how you fell in love with their music originally yeah or like when you see them you know as, as an up-and-comer and there's no one else around and they're still playing their hearts out to you know 10 people in the audience and then like you said, yeah, the success they see playing to thirty or forty thousand people—that's amazing. But you know, you can't go back to to those small shows again. But being in the pit is is about as close as you can get to that because it just has that intimate feel, and you're close enough you can see their facial expressions and see the emotion they put into it. And, and you know, whenever you're up in the nosebleeds, you know, you, you, you hear the music and you feel the music, but you just can't see all of the emotion behind it. Yeah. That the it's it's pretty neat. We've had some great experiences over the years of things where you just see the artists even reacting to your crew. Um, I know that I did back to back Luke Bryan shows. So Luke Bryan, after he played a stadium tour, um, it, and he came to Pittsburgh and did, back-to-back shows at our amphitheater the next year instead so it's kind of neat to do that too because we actually i would go i went to both in the pit so it's weird the different experiences that you have based on the people that are in the pit with you or in the pit that you don't know that are with with you or without you (laughs) and uh so i went friday and saturday both nights in the pit and friday's experience was fantastic everybody was great everybody kind of made friends in the pit and just like, just really was looking out for each other. Um, and then on Saturday, it was a little bit different. More of the people were not interested in letting you get back up to your friends or, or, you know, if you went to go to the bathroom or to, uh, to get beer or something like that. So why don't we talk about that a little bit, John, too, like about like some kind of pit etiquette, you know, <laughs> things that, things that we try to do when we're in there and that we hope other people try to do and we're when they're there as well. Yeah. I mean, we always try to, you know, be as friendly as possible with the people who are next to us and, you know, talk with them and see if this is their first pitch show or their hundredth pitch show or, you know, whatnot. And a lot of times when you go to these, you know, fans are, are across the board for different artists, you know, they're not just fans of one artist. So when you go to a show, you might see familiar faces from, you know, going to a Luke Bryan show and being in the pit or going to a Dirk Bentley show and being in the pit. Uh, there's a lot of overlap on fans and fanatics that, that like that front row, you know, feel. So, um, you know, we make friends with them, we talk with them and, you know, if, if they're going to, you know, go to the bathroom or go get more beer, you know, give them some money, they'll pick you up one up and, you know, you save their spot. You kind of, everyone gets big and, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it makes room for uh, for them to come back because you know it, if you if you step away for a minute that the pit fills in yeah. it, it's 
it's difficult to get that room that's, back. It's so funny because that's something that we say all the time. We're like, get big. All right. Like get big, get in a circle because <laughs> you're trying to, to keep the space while your friends that drank a few too many beers are going to the bathroom or your friends that are going to get more beers to drink are going to the bathroom. It's uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a similar experience over and over. And uh, so let's, we'll talk about, let's talk back about Kenny Chesney just a little bit and how Kenny really, his tour at that time when we were going in 2013 was really like one of the only stadium tours, right? So it's, it's a different thing. Like now there's a couple other artists that are big enough that they're playing stadiums. You know, you have Luke Bryan, you have Jason Aldean as well, playing some stadiums. And back then it was really just Kenny at that time frame, maybe Taylor Swift too. So it wasn't like how it is now where, you know, there's amphitheater shows and then there was that now there's stadium shows. It was really just mostly amphitheaters at that time. And then Kenny was the freaking main event. Yeah. He, he was the party of the year. I mean, it, um, like you said, there there weren't enough artists that that were that big that could sell out a, a stadium yeah. show. Even I don't I don't know if the if the fan base just wasn't there for the the genre or just the popularity. Or, I'm not real sure. <sighs> but I mean, out of any any genre, there really weren't that many no. people playing stadium. And country doors, music so. since that time, I mean, really since like 2010, has just been on a steady, steady increase in terms of fans. It's really crazy to see people that that said, oh, I don't like country music are just so much more easy to embrace the genre now. And it's becoming so much more mainstream. It's really, really interesting to see, like, from when John and I were in college to now, the number of people that were country music fans when we were in college was very low compared to the number of country music fans that you see here now. And I'm sure that wasn't always the same in every area, you know, being in the South and stuff like that. I'm sure that was different. But up here in the north, it's uh, it was signi- it's significantly different now compared to what it is then, which is really cool, and it's really it's really neat to see that genre grow over the years. In terms of that, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's ends up being just like a really great thing for the music in general, and the more people that are doing those shows, man, and more people that are selling out bigger shows, the more people that can go on tour, and. One of the things that John and I talked about too is say you're there. So like we went to a show we went to, I went to see a Luke Bryan show and Luke Bryan had Kit Moore and the Cadillac three opening up for him. And we went down, down, I went down to Louisville for it. And so we were there front row for the Cadillac three and they were front row for Kit Moore. And once we saw that, I'd probably seen Luke Bryan in the pit probably 10 times at this point. So I almost kind of hang back and let the people that are there to see Luke Bryan get up on that front stage, you know, and it's trying to be a good, trying to be a good uh, citizen of the pit, you know? And that's, I think one of the things that there's always going to be someone that's trying to get up to the front, you know, and you don't want to let them, but, and there's always going to be someone that gets a little bit too drunk sometimes, but there's also going to be people that you meet there that are just fantastic people that are just into the music as you are. And you kind of have to take the go with the bad in all the situations and go from there. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, if you're, if you're right on the rail for the first half of the show and you see the people behind you are just so into it and, you know, maybe it's a, someone's a lot shorter than you, you know, you take a step back and be like, Hey, you know, go ahead. You you know, I've, I've been blocking your view and enjoying this the whole time. You know, why don't you go ahead and take a step up there and 
get a better view and, you know, stop looking at the back of my head. Yeah. <laughs> and some of our friends that we go with um, are very short. So if they're not in front of you, they're not going to see, you know? So I always try to be, sometimes I get so in the zone that I don't even realize what I'm doing. You know, I'm just so into the music, but I try to make sure that I'm being a good friend and letting my friends that are shorter or even sometimes people that aren't our friends in front of us. Because I mean, again, most of the guys, the guy entertainers don't want me on the railing. They want, they want the cute girls on the railing. <laughs> so <laughs> right, right. I'm here to, I'm here to help them make sure they have a good show. And uh, it's kind of neat too. Like a lot of times we'll get a big crew to go to a couple shows throughout the year. And we have a lot of our friends from different areas that end up coming in for shows. And when you're doing that, you're either in the lawn and you're all together in the lawn or you're in the pit and you're all together on the day that the tickets go on sale and you're all stressing out, biting your fingernails, trying to get those pit tickets. And man, that's literally in my life. The most stressful thing that I do to myself on purpose is try to get pit. Oh tickets. yeah. It's, it's like refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> <laughs> it is a nail biting experience uh, at, at all times that it happens. Uh, and, and people that don't, go to concerts and don't try to get pit tickets or the best seats available. They don't really understand that. It's hard to explain to someone that's not like we are or not like you guys are if you're the same way and just having that kind of experience. It's, it's a, it's just anarchy and you feel like you're not going to get it. And then when you do, you have pure bliss, but then that pure bliss goes to do all my friends have it too. Are we all going to be able to still be together? Are we all on the same side of the pit? You know, it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of planning that needs to happen and ends up having to happen to work if out. If you have a huge crew, it's like part of the crew gets in the pit, part of it doesn't. So you go, you tailgate, you know, half the crew goes to the pit, half the crew goes to the lawn, and then you, you know, come back and meet up after the show and, you know, party some more before you go home. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like, you know, you have two, two parties going on, but at the same show. So, yeah. And one of the things too, like that we talk about is um, when you're in there and you're in the pit and you have a VIP, that doesn't mean that you're in the front of the pit, right? So a lot of times you're paying for that VIP, you're getting that VIP experience, which, you know, can include different things. A lot of times includes a meet and greet, or at least includes like an acoustic show that that artist plays of a few songs before the show. But if that doesn't end before the show lets everybody else in, you're not going to be in the front. So it's like you're weighing your options. Do I want to be at the absolute front of the pit and be on the railing? Or do I want to have that VIP experience and have that meet and greet? And one of the things like we talked about is if you're in the pit and you're going to the meet and greet, you got to make friends. You got to make that front row family. And uh, we're actually working on a, a design, a front row family design or a front row fam design for t-shirts that uh, I think is pretty cool because it's it's all about, the things we're about is making sure that you're having a good time and trying to make sure everybody around you is having a good time. And I think part of that's just making, shaking hands, saying hi to the people that are around you in the pit. You're going to be around them for three hours of hopefully the best time of your week, you know? <laughs> so you want to make sure that the people around you are having a good time and that you're having a good time as well. And it's easier to do that when you're nice to the people around you. Yeah. And a lot of times you're getting there an hour, you know, two hours before the show even starts. So yep. you know, you're definitely spending a lot of time with these people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just 
it, it just depends how you do it. You know, if you're, if you're just going, you're just, just trying to have a good time. You're not super into the artists, whatever. You're just having a good time. Stand back in the pit a little bit. Let those people, you're still so close. You're still in a club show, you know, but uh, then there's the diehard people that need to be on the railing and that's where they live their life. And a lot of us are like that. And a lot of our friends are like that, but it just, you know, and for me, it's almost like show to show, right? Like, and it's almost like the, the crowd that I'm around and, and how they're reacting, you know, like I always want to be in the pit, but if I'm in the pit, sometimes I want to hang out in the back of the pit. And, uh, why don't we talk about one, one story each of like a pit experience that we had that was pretty cool. Um, I'll go first because I'll give you time to, to talk about, to think about it because <laughs> I know we didn't really <laughs> talk about this beforehand. But for me, um, I talked about those, those Luke Bryan shows that we went to a lot and Luke, when he was putting out his first couple albums, man, that was some of my favorite stuff. Um, and so we went to Luke Bryan, and we probably had 15 people in the pit for it. And I'm wearing this this hat, and it's before we had raised rowdy hats. So I was wearing, you know, all kinds of other of my favorite hats. And I have this Oak Ridge Boys hat that I just love. And it has, like, the side stripes, kind of like our Ropes and Bands hats does. And it's a foam trucker front oak ridge boys navy blue with like maroon brim it's like still i still have that hat it's one of my favorite hats and uh we were at the show and i'm pretty buzzed up drink drink some good twisted teas inside you know got to gotta get those inside twisted teas done (laughs) and i threw my hat on stage and it was a hot day and i was pretty sweaty and i'm a big man so my hat was pretty sweaty and luke Bryan sees the hat on stage and he's like what am i supposed to do with this and I was like, wear it. So he gets it and he's like, man, this hat smells terrible. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty hot out. And then he goes and puts it on his head and wears it on his head for about three songs. And then when he's done, it was when he was there with Dustin Lynch. And, he, and then he throws the hat back to us out in the crowd and I get it back. And just uh, one of those crazy moments where, again, like you're getting to interact with the people. You're getting to interact sometimes with the artists. You know, they're either coming over and grabbing your hand or something like this. Like just a magical moment happens and you just feel like you're such a part of that concert. The best way I can describe it is if you're in a stadium at a, a like a live football game, you feel like you're on the field when you're in the pit because everybody's behind you and all that noise and you just feel like you're part of the action of the game, you know, and it's the same thing with this music. It's kind of where, uh, where where i think it is so that's that's probably one of my favorite pit moments you know all of our crew there awesome we camped out that night and had that freaking crazy luke bryan moment you know when at that time he was one of my absolute favorite artists as well so john how about you you got something good um well it's not a it's not a pit story but you said dustin lynch and it made me think about uh, i saw him out here at joe's bar and you know we were front row for this show and he brings out this inflatable raft and i'm like what in the heck is he gonna do with this thing he puts it out and he starts crowd surfing in this inflatable raft so he's sitting in the raft and they pass him around the entire venue and <laughs> and get him back to the stage it was it was one of the most exciting hilarious things that i've ever seen happen at a show i don't think i've ever heard that one before from you that's awesome yeah that was one of the 
one of the best shows I've, I've been to in a while. Um, but as far as being in the pit, I would say, uh, you know, sometimes you, you set up shop where you think, you know, you're going to be, you know, where, where the artist is going to spend the most amount of time um, or you can get the closest, you know, experience. And uh, we went to an Eric Church show out here in Chicago and uh, traffic was just terrible getting out there and didn't get out there as early as we wanted. And, uh, you know, we get into the venue, we get our drinks and we, we go down and we're like, oh man, the, the pit was already packed with people. So we're like, all right, well, let's just tuck over here and, you know, we're, we're close enough. And man, if he didn't play, you know, 75% of the show from right in front of us and, uh, it, it just ended up being the best spot we could have been in the entire show. Um, that was probably, you know, one of the best mistakes at a, uh, at a pit show that that turned out to be great you know it's just it's funny how that works out because the stages are shaped all different you know and you never really know where they're going to play you know so it's almost like when you're doing it you just there's no bad place to be you know like there's no bad place where you're like oh crap this is not the right place to watch this concert from if you're in the pit you have a damn good view you know, it's not like when you're in the lawn and there's just a bunch of bunch of idiots around you. The The closer you are to the stage, I mean, the seats are probably the least, but the closer you are to the stage, the less idiots there are. You know, <laughs> we're usually the <laughs> right, we're right. usually the biggest idiots that are up there and we're not that huge of idiots, at least in my head. So <laughs> it's <laughs> right, because when you're spending, you know, several hundred dollars for a ticket, you're like. All right, I don't want to be completely blacked out. This, <laughs> yeah, so. I need to like keep my composure so that I have all the memories. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes it doesn't work out. I mean, listen, like once a year, I probably have a show where I'm like, yeah, I probably drank too much at that show. You know, just it's, you get that out of the way and then have the rest of the, the pit shows where you keep your sense about you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think we all I think we all have that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. You know, what are you going to do? But yeah, um, John, you have anything else? No, I mean, it's just it's just a different experience with, uh, you know, with being at an amphitheater show and a stadium show, getting into the pit. And if you've never done it, you should definitely try it. Yeah. Um, you know, you just got to be prepared. You're going to be standing the whole time because it's it's all general admission. There's no, no seats or anything like that. Yeah. So your, your feet are going to hurt. Your, your legs are going to hurt. Your arm is going to hurt from holding up a beer the whole time, but you're going to have one of the best experiences of your life. And really a game changing experience for you. If you've never been in the pit for a show. So. And be prepared to get addicted to it yes. because, you know, once you try it, there's it's hard to go back can't tell you how many of my friends have said dude i can't believe you did this to me it's so awesome but i'm never going to be able to sit in the lawn again (laughs) (laughs) so it's uh it's a really great thing and hopefully you guys make it out to a pit show if you haven't been if you do man let us know tell us how you liked it tell us that it changed your life the way it changed ours and again thank you guys so much for uh for listening the whole way through if you're here you made it to the end and thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Appreciate you guys listening the whole way and listen to us rowdy idiots talk a little bit about some of our favorite things, like being in the pit for shows. Yeah, thanks, Nick, for having me on again. Absolutely, I appreciate man. it. Thank you for uh, for coming on again.
We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you guys soon. See you next week. Hey.